What's up suckers? It is me and uh, before we get into the video, if this is your kind of thing, please, 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 for the love of God, like and subscribe because it helps me find new people, helps new people find me and that is the spice of life. If you are listening to this as a podcast, please still subscribe. You're not off the hook. Okay, so we're going to be talking about money management today and I want to make it clear that I am not coming from a financial expert standpoint. I'm not a financial expert in any shape or form. My husband is a lot more money-minded than me, and a lot of the time when he starts talking about numbers and finances and starts using terms like Roth IRA, I fall asleep. So that's not what this is about. I also wanna make it clear that I have not particularly mastered this either. I don't know that many ADHDers do, because essentially, well, most of the time I am a fan of working with your brain, this is one of those things where you actually do have to work against it. And it can be very hard, especially when the impulse hits to spend. So just giving you a little bit of my background with overspending, uh, I started out as a photographer, actually, back in, I wanna say 2016, 2015. And I didn't realize how bad my spending had gotten uh, until we were clearing out our house to move to Florida. And I found that I had like three of the same tripod and two of the same light. And I just had like all of this stuff that I had spent money on that I hadn't bothered to like keep track of. Um, and it took me many, many years and getting diagnosed, honestly. So only about a year have I been aware of where this comes from? But the more that I have talked to my clients, to other ADHDers, the more that I have kind of read up on it, it really seems like our impulse to buy does sometimes have a connection to feelings of boredom, to feelings of insecurity, uh, to anger. You know, like sometimes we're, we're feeling kind of spiteful and it just feels good to go ahead and blow like $500 on... I don't know, the old troll dolls with like the little wish gems in them. I don't know. I probably just dated myself, but whatever. So sometimes it is emotional, but I think the hardest part is when it's not. So if you do find that a lot of your impulse spending, you know, that, that impulse tends to hit, that need for dopamine seems to hit when you are feeling particularly low, I want to make it clear, I don't do therapy um, so you really want to have a therapist to help you work through better ways to handle your emotions. But if you are finding that sometimes it's just you suddenly just have this weird impulse to buy something that you don't really need and you tend to buy it and then you tend to feel ashamed afterwards and you can tell that it's kind of causing problems in your relationships or, you know, it, it really even in just your relationship with yourself, then this at least might help because these have been things that have been helping me to the point where I went from spending an embarrassing amount of money on um, phone apps, phone games. I shouldn't say phone apps because I don't want people looking back at my channel and being like, Ariana, you, you review apps. I thought you said you use the free, no, I use the free trial all the time. I'm talking about like games, like bingo and solitaire because I'm secretly an 80 year old woman. Um, and I would embarrassingly spend like anywhere from 100 to 200 bucks sometimes on these games 
um, because it's really easy, especially when you have a brain that's really good at rationalizing like we do, to say, well, it's just $2.99. Well, it's just $19.99. Well, it's just $5.99. But those things add up when you do it like 5,000 times. So, you know, I went from spending that much to uh, I've actually spent $0 this month. So I feel like these things might actually help you if you are struggling with the same thing. There's really two main things that have helped me out quite a bit besides uh, just kind of recognizing when I might be emotionally triggered into overspending. So the first thing is having a goal to save up to, like having something to save up for. When you don't have anything to look forward to with that money, it's almost kind of like when you're planning your day and you're planning your tasks. Sometimes if those tasks don't uh, end, don't come to fruition and end with a reward, you're not gonna be able to force yourself to do what it is that you need to do. Um, On the other hand, If you are the kind of person who needs that and you set up a reward, which I've talked about before, you have a very, very good chance of at least making it halfway there. Um, But a lot of the time you'll wind up actually at least working towards that reward with that reward in mind. So money works the same way for us anyway, Um, by and large. One thing that makes it worth it to not spend, you know, $50 on a new pair of shoes is the concept that, okay, I could spend this $50, but if I do that, it's going to set me back from getting this thing that I want way more. And you could be like, okay, but what if that pair of shoes is my goal? I'm going to tell you right now, set that goal high, okay? Because the whole point isn't just to save up to this thing, it's to slowly work yourself out of the habit of spending money when you feel the impulse. And the impulse will sometimes be strong, don't get me wrong, Um, and we'll get into how to kind of help sometimes when it's really strong, but one thing about goal setting is that in this case, bigger is better. Like, plan for a trip that's gonna cost you thousands, or, Plan for, um, I don't know, a new computer that's going to be multiple hundreds of dollars for you over time. Make sure that it's something that you are going to have to save a lot of money for, is my point. Obviously, I know nothing about computers, but uh, and, and I use the trip because for me, I want to go see Hamilton on Broadway. And uh, the tickets alone sometimes are like 400 fucking dollars. So in my heart, I feel like, okay, well, if I was going to do this, I would want to fly like first class and I'd want to do this and I'd want to do that. And it's, that would be an expensive ass trip. I think I did the math and it was like 15K. Do I know if I'll ever go to 15K? No. But right now, my point is just to have that in the back of my mind every time I'm about to spend money. And I have my goal somewhere that I am going to look every day. I have it in my ClickUp personally. But you can just draw a thermometer and put it somewhere and, you know, color in the red area every time you make a little bit of extra money. It's extremely important that you see the progress that you're making. Not just that you make that progress, but that you also see it because that in itself will actually trigger that dopamine. 
So the second thing that's really been helping me out a lot is keeping track of my finances. And if you're kind of like laughing, like, okay, like, <laughs> isn't that the whole point? No, um, I'm talking about just your finances, like yours specifically. If you are in a family, you, and if you handle everybody else's finances, like that's great, but you want to focus on your finances specifically. And the best way to do this is to make sure that you are handling all personal purchases with one form of payment and in one account, and then you are handling everything that has to do with business, if you own a business, uh, with a different account or different form of payment. Now, if you are the kind of person who um, you know, really doesn't like to mess with money that much, I get it, but this is gonna be very important because I started realizing I needed help the first time that I was actually able to sit down and look at how much money I had spent. It's not fun. And I think a lot of the time, the reason why we avoid it, I think, you know, for one, it's boring for a lot of us. But I think on the other hand, we know, right? We know we fucked up. We know that we're going to see these numbers and we're not going to like it. Um, but seeing it and not liking it is part of getting better. So. And just to kind of give you an idea of how I handle it personally, what I do is I have a an account that I share with my husband for household payments, and then I have a business account, uh, business checking, um, and then I have a savings account. And what I do is I follow something called the profit first method. Um, I'm not entirely certain how this would work for someone who does not own a business. I'm sure that there's a way to adjust this. Uh, for people who don't or that there's probably a way already out there um, and what I'm about to tell you is very simplified okay so nobody come at me being like there's more to it than that uh, there probably is all right but I can barely do math in my head correctly the first time uh, so <laughs> deal um, so the way that this works is uh, it's, it's meant for business owners to be able to pay themselves uh, after every sale instead of the usual way where, you know, you, you make money, make money, make money. And then when you're comfortable with where your business is, then you start paying yourself. Um, and it does this up of a very specific way where it makes it so that you uh, look at how much you make gross every year or how much you are making overall. And then you uh, take a certain percentage per sale for yourself for profit, to pay yourself for taxes and for operational purposes. And, and generally, uh, anybody who's following profit first is also gonna tell you that you wanna keep like multiple bank accounts for, everything and you can do that but i choose instead to have uh one that holds on to my operational costs and uh my savings which holds on to what i pay myself and my taxes and then i have my household account with my husband where i send you know whatever uh profit i have and uh, the profit and the pay are generally the same amount. So, you know, you could say that one is for my pay and one is for profit, doesn't really matter. But um, I keep track of this in a spreadsheet that I made that was a lot of fun. And 
essentially what it does is it tallies that up for me as I go and I only go through my costs once a week. And the way that I am able to keep track of what my costs are versus what other people's costs are is that I have one card connected to my house account that I use for personal purposes, personal purchases. And then I have one that is just for business costs. And so all I have to do is sign into the accounts for each of these cards. And I, I have it set on my calendar for every Friday. Every Friday I go in, I look at what I've spent in the bank uh, for my business and uh, what I've spent in the bank for my personal. I put that into my spreadsheet and Bob's your uncle, there you are. Um, also, Bob's your uncle, where did that come from? Does anybody know? Drop a comment or something if you know where the hell it comes from. It's such a weird comment. And I would be happy to show you guys my spreadsheet if you want. Um, it is nothing fancy or, or particularly exciting, um, but it works really well for me and makes it so that I am basically able to see how much I've paid myself for the year uh, versus how much I've made for the year. And uh, my husband, again, I've told you he's already more money-minded than me. He's looked at it and been like, some of these terms don't make any sense. Uh, not the math, but like the terms that I've used. And I'm like, I don't particularly care. As long as I understand it, that's what's important. But the point is, uh, by doing this, I have a much better handle on how I am doing financially. And because of that, um, recently we ran into a little bit of financial trouble and it was like I already knew in the back of my head, I can't spend any money, like none. There's, there's no way I can spend any money. And what I did is I actually had that kind of in the back of my mind and every time that that impulse would hit, because I had seen those numbers and I had seen that data directly in front of me, it was a lot easier for me to back up and say, I don't want to spend this money. Like, yeah, the impulse is strong to spend, but infinitely stronger is my need to, you know, be able to buy food. So um, it kind of helps us, I think, to have that information in front of us and you don't have to go the profit first method if you don't really want to or if you don't have a business and you know it's not gonna work in that particular case for you. You can just set up a regular sheet online. Um, I definitely do still suggest that you use something that's going to calculate for you just because we also have a tendency to miss very important details and you don't wanna wind up you know, missing anything. And set one day during the week where you are going to just go in and you're going to look at what your costs are, you're going to add those in, add in what you've been paid, and then you know kind of see where you're at. Now, I wanna add a couple things. First off, if you use Profit First, <laughs> it sounds magical to be like, oh my gosh, I get to pay myself. But the fact is, unless you're making 250K or more, um, you're really not going to be taking home a lot. Most of the time, whatever you make, you're going to be taking home like 10%. Uh, and that's if you put your pay and your profit together. If you don't, then you're taking home five. Um, so that is kind of, you know, not as exciting as you think. Like if you're like, oh my God, I just made a thousand dollars. Yeah, that changes when you realize that you didn't actually make a thousand dollars. You made a hundred. Um, so that's one thing. So don't be, you know, 
disappointed if you follow this method and you're like, Ariana, I got to pay myself and it was nice and all, but I made $20. It's like, yeah, that's that's just kind of what happens. But it's, it adds up over time. And keeping that aforementioned goal that you had before in your head is really going to help you kind of move past that because you're like, well, at least I'm making money towards something, right? Um, and putting it in a savings account too, for some reason, for most people, ADHDers included, that almost kind of feels untouchable. Like you're like, I that's cool and all, but I'm not... You know, I'm not going to touch it because it's in savings. Savings is where it's supposed to stay. So that also kind of helps. The second thing is, if you've been having problems with your spending, chances are that when you sit down to finally do this, your first image of your personal finances are going to be distressing. Um, you're going to feel really bad. And I... Like I said, do not do therapy. So I can't really fix this for you, but I can tell you that one thing that helps is remembering that you are doing this to make it better. So even if you look at it and you're like, holy shit, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. I feel so incredibly embarrassed and ashamed. All of those are natural feelings to have. Um, but you also need to give yourself the credit that you are working towards making it better and that in itself counts for something and probably what would happen because i think it happens for most adhders is once you are faced explicitly with the results of your actions you tend to kind of step a little bit more carefully and it's going to make it so that you know you're not necessarily going to feel bad about yourself or your finances forever um and the most important part, like I said, is taking that first step. So so anyway, I hope that helps. If you guys have any questions, uh, go ahead and drop them in the comments. I will be happy to answer them. If you want to see how my spreadsheet works, uh, I'd be happy to go ahead and maybe do like a short of it or something. I would probably have to clear out one and give you a dummy one so that I'm not like just putting all of my own financial information out there but I would be happy to show you guys how it works or even just make it available to you guys to to get if you want but other than that thank you very much for watching take good care of yourself drink plenty of water and I'll see you next time <laughs>